Live from the Talking Joe Studios. It's Talking Joe with Chief and Ben. Hey, 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 it's the Chief. I'm joined by my buddy. It's me, it's Ben, it's Talking Joe. Sure is. Episode 15, my friend. Did 15. you ever think we'd get it? I didn't. I think I thought we'd do two. Okay. We actually <laughs> we actually uh, put out a poll this week, didn't we, just to see who was listening and whether they're reading along. Uh, at this moment in time, 22 votes. That is nine people are listening and reading along, and 13 are listening, enjoying, but not reading along. Nine people reading along. That's yeah. cool. We'll take that. We'll take I'll that. take that. How you been, mate? What you been up to? Um, just just chilling out, really. You've been enjoying um, the weather. You're not a weather guy. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm a we- I'm a weather guy. Uh, but it's okay. been yes, yeah, nice. It's been uh, shorts and t-shirt weather around here, hasn't it? Oh, it's been incredible. I can't, we got overexcited, and the whole family went and bought wetsuits. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> okay. We. I think it's all these goddamn nautical issues of GI Joe. I'm reading. Yeah. You just want to get in that ocean. There's there's a lot of nautical issues. So there is, yeah. I like I like a bit of nautical. But I, I love it too. But I, it's amazing. It's maritime. So yeah. anyway. So anyway, how you are? Your house is how far from the beach? Oh, we. You could walk it if you really wanted to, but a little drive. Yeah. But so the, you all you all bought these wetsuits and you've all been in the drink so far. No, 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 no. Because, in the bathtub. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the the ocean yes. is Cold. at its coldest. Seven degrees right now, okay. which is that that is cold. I was actually surprised it was that cold. Yeah. So I'm gonna get Phoenix into bodyboarding. I'm gonna buy a surfboard. Emma is doing swimming, so she's bought a wetsuit that's a bit more geared up for swimming. Right. And to be honest with you, I don't know what the heck Indy's gonna do. <laughs> no. Just sat on the beach watching okay. us frolic. But um, the weather has perked me up. Not that I was down, but um, I just feel really g'd up. Although I think it's breaking tomorrow and it's just going to be grey again. But Ugh. but um, what did you do on the weekend? Did you get out in it? Bournemouth was just crazy. Uh, yeah, we um, well, it was uh, Evelyn's friend from nursery had a fourth birthday party on Sunday, so we went to that. And on the Saturday, I went down to my buddies uh, Sam's down in uh, G Town, Guildford. And we did a board game. We played some Star Wars Imperial Assault. Nice. Did you get the Wampa out? Uh, we did not get the Wampa. We were using a new app that you've got. It's called uh, Legends of the Alliance. And one of the modes of gameplay is one uh, player controlling the evil empire and up to one to four heroes in a co-op mode. Versus, They play a campaign, effectively. Yeah. Uh, but it was just the two of us. And rather than play one on one, we've got this. There's this app out which effectively plays the Empire character for you. So we do all our moves, and then it tells you where to put the enemies on the board, uh, what they're going to do when it's their turn to act, whether they're going to attack or move or whatever. So it's kind of a it's AI. It's an AI opponent. And, um, okay, is it delivered and sort of designed in a in a really cool way in terms of yeah. its. Yeah, the app's like... really cool. It's got it's got atmospheric music on oh, it. That's I what I mean. Tablet, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Hey, it's got that's... loads of flavor text um, to that read out. That makes so much sense. You know, yeah. I've never thought of that. Have they got that for um, like D and D? Do you think? Uh, probably. Because yeah. you know, when someone doesn't want to be the games master, dungeon the games master. master, the dun- yeah, God, that yeah, is it official app. This is yeah, it's, it's an official app from the the company for Fantasy Flight is the company that right. makes the game. Yeah, it's really good. It's, we're going to give it. We, that was mission one on the campaign, and um, I'm actually toying with uh, the, the possibility of a another podcast in the talking line, probably something like talking the game, um, mm. and that is a, as a pod. It's going to be a board game slash audio book podcast, but it is early stages, and I can't say any more. But um, look okay, out for that. Okay, it's in the early stages of R and D. Yeah, apart from that, I've been getting back into uh, DraftKings. Have you heard of DraftKings? I have. I so have. The, so I thought this, you'd already be doing it. Yeah, yeah, I was doing it a long time ago. But um, So for those who don't know, this is the idea of fantasy. So in the UK, fantasy football is a big thing. 
very big for me, Chief. Um, and oh, you play it, do you? Search uh, squad. Good eight, nine years now. Okay, so the the one of the major differences with something like American football on uh, fantasy football is uh, you have a draft. So there's there might only be eight teams in your league, eight players, but every yeah. player is unique. So you have a draft. I pick whatever uh, Tom Brady. Then the next person can't have Tom Brady in his team. So if you're doing that in like fantasy soccer, fantasy football, um, you know, you can't. Yeah, people have, have draft this... parties, don't they? Everyone gets over. Yeah, exactly. And do the exactly, draft, you know. And um, where DraftKings works is obviously it monetize. Well, not obviously, but what it does is it monetizes fantasy sports. So I can put my American football team up in a competition versus someone else's. Now this is not in a draft format though so i could have my the same team as someone else uh, but what we've been getting to at work is golf uh, golf fantasy draft kings ah, golf. So, yeah we do um we do a little we actually do a draft at work uh, there's eight of us uh, we put like 10 quid in a week and then um you're drafting your ass off yeah drafting our ass off so uh yeah i i won one of them actually uh, this this week uh, big money we- game Big money games, like 50 quid a winner. But we've got an overall competition that's going to culminate in the US Masters, uh, which is oh, okay. in, in April. So we've got another another tournaments coming up this week. Uh, we, we're playing 10 tournaments, and then you select your best five results from those 10, and then whoever's got the most points wins. So um, I'll give a shout-out to the to the uh, the Bangers Draft King crew at work, which is uh, Wacko Jacko, T Dizzle, Danny Ads, uh, The L Train, Todd Meister, G Smitty, <laughs> Uh, ball bag bud and obviously chief dog those are great names so that's that's the crew that's the eight eight strong crew let me explain how my dream team works yes so we all put cash in yep um we put 50 quid in at the beginning of the season it's about 25 of us 30 of us so there's a big old prize yeah so that gets divvied up for whoever finishes first second and third and then you also get a bonus cash prize because you've got to keep people invested even when their teams are shot most people quit by christmas don't they oh there's so many dropouts so to keep it you know if you have the best game week you get a prize right so out of all the weeks whoever achieved the most points for a week they get a prize but the big thing is you do not want to come last, Chief. Because What's if happened? You Sounds come... like there's a forfeit or something. There is. There is. And unfortunately, it's happened to me. So if you come last, the winner gets to uh, go to a fishmonger's. Yes. Buy some fish. Yeah. Trout and or what? What's... Whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever you want. I'm trying to... Th- and, and then uh, you have to meet up. Everyone meets up. Yep. And you are allowed to fish slap yes. the loser. Once? Or can you wipe, you paintbrush him a little bit? Dude, no, no, no. I mean, once, once you've been slapped around the face with a fish, okay, that's that's enough. Okay, I've not you experienced physically, that. So. You physically hurt the man. You've hurt his pride. Yeah. Does he drop to face. one knee or what? What's what's the scenario there? Oh, I went flying. <laughs> when it happened to me. It happened to me on the beach. And uh, what was sea funny bass, about it? Right it in was the um, it was Indy's. You know, it was a really sweet like family occasion. I think it was Indy's second birthday okay. <laughs> party. Yeah. And then my mate Steve the Tin Man rocks up with a yeah. selection of different fish. <laughs> and just, uh, yeah, everyone had to watch me get smashed in the chops. with Don't a finish bottom. Salmon. Yeah, don't. Do not. Um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, there we go. Quick shout out. I missed it last week. Sorry. Uh, Doug Dello emailed us in. Um, this is the first podcast he's ever listened to. We're proud to have you on board. Uh, he loves Imagine the show. That. He loves the show. Uh, he has got one issue. He disagrees with a lot of our rankings, and his big beef is with you because he can't believe you don't like Quinn. Yeah, he can't believe that. But we're high. We're high rankers, aren't we? We are high rankers. Yeah, yeah. Is that what he doesn't agree with? No, I think it's maybe just some of the some of the rankings. Um, not all of them. But um, God, can you imagine? Good to have you on board, Doug. Being someone's first podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Inside Chief's mind. Ah! I've got two for you. I'm going to keep them quick. I've got two for you. And this is more just general annoyance. Just absolutely fuming with rage. Okay. Uh, sold a motorbike jacket. Uh, I sold a motorbike jacket on eBay. Right. Uh, went down uh, to, to package it up to post it. Pulled it out of the porch. Uh, packaged it up, whatever. Sent it off. 
That's a big one. That's heavy um, postage, man. Yeah, it was. I did my Hermes. It was like three pounds ninety nine. Jeez. And then I, um, I've gone into the porch like a couple of days later. I'm tidying up. We've got like a shoe rack, or whatever, and some coats. I'm tidying up stuff, and I see a motorbike jacket hanging in the porch. I'm like, wait a minute, what's this? I've sent, huh? I've sent the wrong jacket. I've sent him my motorbike jacket. Well, yeah, you just say so you annoy yourself. It's, yeah, instead of the one he paid for and bought, I've sent him my motorbike jacket. So I'm like, oh my oh, goodness, for cr- that is. Goonsville. So, oh, so what can I do? The one I have sold him is an XXL because it was He's a jacket. It was a jacket. No, that's the one he bought. He wanted an XXL, but that's the jacket that was given to me by another friend a couple of years ago. He's like, I got this spare motorbike jacket. Do you want it? And I was like, Well, it doesn't fit me, but yeah, I'll take it. Uh, you know, you never know if I might balloon up in size. But I've never, I've never worn it because it's too big. So I thought, I right, sell it. And so I thought maybe he'll be happy with what I've sent him, but he won't because the one I've sent him is a medium. So clearly he wanted an XXL. He's not going to be happy with a medium. Has it got to him yet? Is it all? Yeah, yeah. So or? I interse- He hadn't received it yet. So I intercepted so much that. Correspondence. Intercepted that by mailing him saying, "Look, sorry, my man, I've sent you the wrong jacket." Um, Find his keepers, he says. I'm going to send you out. Don't worry, I'm going to send you out. I don't want negative feedback. I thought I'm going to send you out your, the jacket you've paid for, and I didn't broach the subject of. Oh, yeah, by the way, can you send me the other one back? I don't want to go well, in too early. Well, just hope that. that he offers. Correct. So he's only got five feedback. He's a newbie. He's messaged me back pretty much straight away saying, uh, don't worry, no problem. Send me your address and I'll send you one back. Oh, nice guy. Sweet. So then I've had to obviously go online and buy some online postage, um, mail, uh, email that to him. He's then printed it out and I've received it back. So anyway, that's that one. Motorbike jacket so then, chaos. So then uh, the second one is at work. So I've got my roast dinner leftovers uh, in the microwave, put it on three and a half minutes, go on for a Jimmy Riddle mm. while I'm waiting. Those who don't know, a Jimmy Riddle is uh, going for a wee. Come back, uh, open up the microwave. The Tupperware pot has a massive melted hole in it. Literally, the Tupperware has melted. Dude, you know a lot about microwaving. Why would you be putting an unmicrowavable Tupperware inside a microwave? Incorrect. The microwave was... Uh, the Tupperware was microwavable, but some idiot had changed the setting on the microwave to be oven setting. No, no. Correct. No, not after you, though, they didn't. No, before me. I went to the yeah, exactly. microwave. You just assume, man. I... You can't rock up to a, a microwave just assuming it's all set up for chief settings. Well... Small, Have this all the time small with a toaster. Bit, small bit of tidbit information. Uh, that idiot was actually me because at nine o'clock I went in Jeez. and I put my I put my Danish pastries in it, changed it to the oven setting, put it on for ten minutes. Oh, lovely Danish pastries at nine a.m. I've gone back at twelve thirty and used the same microwave and. It was still on oven setting that I put it on three and a half Chief. hours earlier. So I've melted my own Tupperware. But I fear that other people have come in between me cooking my Danishes and they've also had melted Tupperware. Chief, you um, you should have been sectioned this week. Yeah. You are not safe to be no, out. No. This is poor form. Yeah, yeah. Rage, fuming. So you're worried about other people making... Well, not, they, might, re- they, might, they might have come in between nine am and twelve thirty to cook their lunch and they're like holy ball bags what idiot has been Mate, has no been melting my tupperware between those hours no no one's ever cooked lunch between 9 a.m and 12 well they well all right i have lunch <laughs> i like to have lunch sometimes at eleven forty-five. yeah but you this is your ballooning years as yeah. you've already said you're yeah. ballooning up yeah so, so to be honest with you chief it sounds like you consistently eat yeah i'm tired of this talk let's talk gi joe comics <laughs> okay let's do it Right, so we had a uh, little bit of a surprise for our listeners this week because we were originally going to do issues 42, 43 and 44. We had a last minute adjustment to that schedule and we included Special Missions 1 in that as well. A couple of reasons for this. Uh, the main reason is we're more than likely going to go up to four issues per episode because I think that's going to work better down the stretch. And if we'd have included issue 45, it would have been in the middle of another storyline. So we've, we've shoehorned in Special Missions 1. I know this wasn't actually published till after issue 50 of G.I. Joe, but it's a standalone story. It's absolutely not a problem. So apologies to those who we 
give you short notice to go if you are doing the read along if you're one of the nine doing the read along hopefully you've got the message in time we're including this in this episode let me just open my book so this is 42 we have storm shadow on the cover sword behind him about to cut someone's head off uh, with a big question mark on the silhouetted head yeah love that cover but you know no need for the question mark no need for the question mark uh, no. correct this is the first of a two-parter this is called ties that bind it's script by larry harmer pencils rod wiggum inks by andy mazinski uh joe rosen's on letters and george russo's on colors how do you feel about this little arc here, Chief? Because I know you like this stuff. We're going back into Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes, a yep. little bit of you've going got, back to Nam. You've got you've got a couple of strands here. So the the main synopsis of this one is General uh, Austin has had a heart attack. So Snake Eyes, Hawk and Stalker are going down to Washington to see him. There's also got the continuation of the Buzzer Candy escape from the pit. And you've also got the Storm Shadow Billy uh, ninja training thing. And you've also got the Soft Master who appears as a hitchhiker. So you've got these four kind of things and they all actually interlink um, into one kind of story. Well, not not the Snake Eyes one, that's kind of separate, the Snake Eyes Hawk bit, but the other three interlink. Uh, Yeah, man. Absolutely love this. Oh, it's a great issue. You're going to find these two issues, you're going to find this is heading scroll up to the top of that chart, baby. Yeah, I, I see. I knew that you were going to love this. Yeah, I re- this is basically, this is kind of the the other style of a GI Joe comic to the ones that we read last week. So I the don't previous mean that in a bad two way. issues, forty forty one, uh, which you said was right in your wheelhouse, which is where the Joes are assault- Cobra Island. The Joes assaulting that. Yeah, it was a massive and battle. You said that was for you. This is my kind of thing. Bit more yeah. low key. Well, low key. Not, there's loads of action, but. That, that my well, favorite. It's intrigue. It's heavy story. Yeah, you know, a lot of character. I tell you, man, that general at the beginning, yeah, he was so stressed, smoking he, that pipe. He went and had a heart attack. <laughs> went and had a heart attack. Uh, Hawk's gone down to see him. Whatever. This is where uh, Fred comes back in, doesn't he? Fred. Um, yes. And he mentions, he references because he's not feeling well. Fred is not feeling well. He's under the weather. He's got a fever, and he references when he took a dip in the. Uh, the Hudson River or wherever it was. You know, when he pulled Snake Eye's mask off yep. the ferry and he fell yep. in. So Fred is not feeling well. And obviously he's a replacement Fred for the other Fred who died up on the mountain range. Larry sprinkles in a bit of soap opera here because in that beginning bit, you know, Fred's talking to his missus and the kids, we thought you loved us, whatever. And he's like giving them jip. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just a, a guy here. I'm not even your real dad, etc. Blah, blah, blah. He yeah, goes yeah, off in yeah. a huff, doesn't he? And he actually spots those joes and he, he tracks those bastards down yeah because they're giving H- hawk a personal lift to the hospital aren't they yeah they're, they're With snake, snake eyes, eyes and stalker. stalker like we'll drive you down there to, to washington don't worry about that nice guys yeah and yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. say we're going to stop off at the war memorial uh to you know pay our respects to our, our fallen buddies from nam yeah and that's where he pops out uh that's where he pops out yeah and you you find out that he's actually um an old war buddy of theirs called Wade Collins, who actually was in their long-range recon patrol in Nam. Yeah, they left the poor bugger for dead. They left him for dead. He's pissed. And then Billy is also skinned out from Storm Shadow. They're doing some doing some training, and you know, it's it's. How do you feel about the the Billy arc here? Is he is it too quick? Him becoming a master? Well, not, no, he's not I a master, him, but I give that a massive pass because what other options have they got same yeah so i've got zero issue lovely panels here rod's drawn the lovely there's there's a page with four vertical panels where they're underneath the water tower and storm shadow's got his sword up you know he's he's whipping it down over the over his head it's the the cover image effectively rendered in the insides and billy's not flinching he's like i knew you wouldn't do it you know and there's also a bit the page before so buzz has escaped with candy he's now in a pickup truck some bloke is, who's taking his pickup truck is trying to stop him and Buzzer has literally rammed this guy about 70 miles an hour head on and the dude's gone straight through the window of this restaurant. Yeah, he also gives Absolutely her... Absolutely brutal. Gives her a big old backhand as gives well. Gives her a slap, yeah. It's kind of... It's very uh, filmy, isn't it, That this, this issue? Yeah, you've got the soft master. You don't know what he's doing. He's popped up for the first time since... I don't know, when was the last time he was up? On the mountain. Um... And some guy we, picks him up. He's like a he's like a drunk driver, isn't he? Yes. Or he's drinking yeah. a strong coffee laced with brandy. He's going to the police station in Springfield, isn't he? He's going to the police station. Um, he rocks up. He thinks there's 
something in the you can tell this was you know done back in the the 90s this was december 1985 because he's like there's uh there's information on the memory banks of your computer you know that he probably could have accessed from any computer but yeah yeah maybe not back in the day it's stored on the hard drive let's say um probably no internet actually and uh it turns out to be a cobra a, 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 a police station which is laced with cobra troopers yeah posing as police officers and he he lays the whammy down on all these dudes great, yeah and great then, scenes like you say very filmic you know it's just uh well that especially the the buzzer stuff is very you know kidnapper and hostage kind yeah. of vibe but then um what do you think about storm shadow at the at the end getting the letter from billy and billy's gone off and he wants to uh well confront cobra commander Yeah, because earlier storm shadow kind of said you know one day i'm going to rise in the ranks i'll find the killer of the hard master and billy knows there's some good angst there because billy he's reading storm shadow and he knows you know this is something really personal to him and he wants to help out so he like you say storm shadow's come back he's got his groceries and he finds a letter dear storm shadow thank you for everything you've done for me you have given me back my life and i can never repay you but i'm going to try i'm going to confront my past and part of yours i hope you will find it in your heart to forgive me leaving like this if i could have chosen my own father well dot 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 your faithful pupil billy so he's he's obviously bugging out to confront dad and say look and he's also trying to help out storm shadow he's trying to help out storm shadow yeah because like he says you know he sees him as a father figure should we just because we're talking about this as one story aren't yeah, we we crack on straight into 43 yeah i was confused i was like Hang on, I must have missed this one. I was like, what is that? Some sort of it, cobra zombie? He or? looks like Taskmaster from the Marvel superhero universe. Uh, yeah, then I was like, oh, is that a BAT? What is that? Love that. And I was cover. like, well, I'll find out, I guess. Just just from a, yeah, like you say, it's not, you know, what what actually, because he's got, it looks like an M60, which was Snake Eye's weapon in NARM, but is it supposed to be Fred? Is it supposed to be Wade Collins? Is, you know, oh. is it a representation of Wade Collins or is it just a representation of death? Well, let's we get when we get to that bit, we'll discuss it. But okay. I thought it was clear what it was, isn't it? Billy's visions, of okay. death and destruction, isn't it? Maybe, yeah. Well, because there's a panel with the Grim Reaper, and he looks exactly like that dude. Yeah, it's just he's holding an M60. To be fair, it could be a bit of everything. I like it though. I think it's a great visual. Oh yeah, it's it's really cool. And again, you know, Larry has directed Rod for an open page splash, which is a real cool image. Wade Collins, they're at the the war memorial. Wade Collins whipped out his silenced gun, um, you know, and he says, he you know says, I'm Wade Collins, your fellow long range recon patrol that you left for dead in that stinking valley in the Central Highlands. You yeah. know, but they, they didn't know, and I, I love all this bit where Stalkers and, and Wade Collins are recapping what happened. They were on a mission with Dickie Saperstein, and you know, they, they name check a few other guys that were in the patrol. He goes into it and he just gives you a full detail of what gun they were carrying. Yeah, that's I know his, you. I know you don't like fun. that stuff, but I like. No, that no, stuff. no. I find it, but I just find it funny that that's what he he talks about. He goes through each person and uh, gives you a detail of what gun they had. I was like, crikey, they've come through this clearing and found a bunch of people down MVAs, there, yeah. yeah, eating some rice. And if you're just going panel to panel, it's like. Hang on, they've just literally opened up on these guys. Yeah, the next page, it says... Haven't even Ra- given them a chance. Well, it says, Ramon and I opened up on them, but it looked to be close to a full company of regular troops here. And then you get some great panels, some silhouettes. Someone it says who- they weren't bashful about returning fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone stepped on a mine. Who stepped on a mine? Yeah, they took it, whoever that uh, was. Dickie. Dickie stepped on a mine, yeah. I heard Dickie they- sound off. Sound out that he was going to flank them and bloop frags down on their heads. I heard the mine that got him. It was a big one. There's so, a there's a panel there of just Dicky Saperstein silhouetted. He is long gone. Yeah, he's gone. So I love I loved all this stuff. And they take him. You know, he gets he's POW for a while. Oh, he's POW, and they just assume dead. You know. Yeah, and his story is really interesting about you know how he 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 discovers Cobra. Oh yeah, there's some great flashbacks there where he's like you say he's back now in civil in civilization, and he discovers Cobra and he wants he's pissed off with the world and he finds you know some common ground with these dudes. The the only thing that I was um it was his turn that came well almost off page. Yeah. Whereas I feel like they were setting it up for some for something and then all of a sudden he's back to his inherited family saying hey you know I've done you wrong. All right, right, okay, right. Do, so do you know he's, I mean? he's portrayed throughout the issue as like the villain. He's a badass. And he's super pissed, isn't he? He's super pissed off, and then you know, right at the end, like you say, Stalker his... and Snake Eyes take him to where do they drive him to? They drive him to his family, don't they? 
yeah, he basically has a change of heart, doesn't he? Like you say, they take him back to to his family, and uh, you know, they. I also it... thought that Snake Eyes, you know, when he got the gun on Snake Eyes, and he's like, "Get in this car." Yeah. I was like, "Come on, man! Snake Eyes would absolutely destroy yeah, you." Yeah, but Snake Eyes knew. Maybe Snake Eyes was like, "Okay, you know, I think he's a nice Collins, guy. He's my old buddy. Let's let's see if we let's can help do. this brother." I see, so, you know, it's like I see good in him. You know, I think he's you're right, more machine now than man. No, I think you're right because um, it, you know, you know, if he wanted to. He could get that gun out of his hand. Yeah. No issues. Exactly, exactly. But then he get like you say, he goes back and, you know, he apologises. I'm sorry, I truly am. You can have your lives back. These guys will help you keep out of Cobra's way. And then he's turning, he's crying, and he hears this, Dad! You know, yeah. I know you think that's a bit sappy, but I love all that stuff. No, it's not that I don't love it. I think it's just that I like the other stuff more. Yeah. But in this particular issue, I really liked the, soft other, chase. the other strand that yeah. was going on. And we get, um, who do we get? Do we get Scrap Iron? Who do we yeah, get so Firefly, Buzzers, Buzzers, Candy is now uh, got away from Buzzer, but the truck has broken down and she's got a massive spanner where she's trying to fix the uh, the, the vehicle. So that's a common theme. Wrench. Cod pieces and wrenches is what Rod Wiggum's into. Um, <laughs> and she gets, she hails, you know, down a, a, she's hitchhiking and she, lo and behold, gets the same drunk driver that the Softmaster He's smashed. Yeah, yeah, he's been drinking coffee later. He's around, really he? smashed. Now he's one. proper smashed. So she's now yes. with him. Uh, Buzzer has got some freight train back to Springfield. And lo and behold, round the corner on a ferret is a uh, Firefly and new villain Scrap Iron. Yes, who was very big in the cartoon. Didn't really watch much of the cartoon. I didn't even have the figure either. Did they have a figure? They yeah, must he, have, was wa- he was wave one for the UK. I don't know what he was in the US. Probably, yeah, probably I feel like they haven't, they haven't, because Firefly is such a kind of G.I. Joe legend. He's a, such a fan favourite. You're saying he doesn't get much screen time no, in the comic. No, that can't be from anything that he's done just yet. No. Apart from he is a visually cool character, because I don't think they've quite nailed what he's about. But that's totally fine. Yeah. He's actually quite funny, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, do you like all this when... softmaster? Soft, softmaster's in the police yeah. station. He's now got into the computer, and you know he's trying to find what. You, what he's trying to find is in these Cobra memory banks. He's trying to who find killed evidence of who killed the hardmaster, and then he finds it. There's some panel where he finds. He's it. just about to say it. He's about to say it, and then loads more cops turn up. Uh, he gives one dude an absolute vicious backhand slap across the face, and busts through and escapes. So he's now got yes. the information he needs. Um, People going through plate glass windows. Uh, he's doing when he gets into the car. He's doing some super ninja judo throw. He's he's a bad man. Yeah, it's, when he he takes off the top of the car, a la uh, his view to a kill. James Bond, yeah. Roger Moore, when, when he's, he's in, driving when he's in Paris, possibly. Yeah. yeah, but that scene also reminded me of Spy Who Loved Me because the truck explodes and all these chickens come flying out. Whereas in Spy Who Loved Me, you remember when he's the 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 motorbike and sidecar fires a missile and it's a truck full of feathers. Yes. All those feathers, All those still, feathers can't still can't fly. Oh, Love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, okay, similar. Best, best thing in this issue, though, when Scrap Iron starts climbing up the old telephone pole. Uh, I'm, I'm out... cutting back first. Why is Billy oh. in a car with some nuns? I know, they just chucked that All in right, there and I think you're, better, you're meant to read between the lines and okay. he's, having a, he's having a crisis, isn't he? Yeah. The Softmaster left his suitcase in this drunk driver's car so all three of these guys are going to go back, drop off his suitcase, and then continue on their merry way. This What's is in that suitcase? Is it literally just his pants? It's There's probably nothing... just his pants, yeah. There's nothing yeah. serious. Yeah. And in no. pants, in the UK, that means underwear. Yeah, not jeans. Not jeans. That's called trousers. Do, do, do Americans use the word trousers? Uh, I don't think they do, no. Okay. They think that's really hilarious. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he's, he's in the back seat. That's where he... he's got... I've got on the, I'm on the panel now. I just thought that was the front cover. No, no, you're not seeing things, but I am. I see f- death and fire. I think you're death probably right. Yeah, fire. I think it was probably death was on the, the Grim Reaper was on the front cover of the issue. Yeah. Um, and then you get this is where the explosion happens. Uh, soft, oh, exactly. So the soft, train cuts soft in. Softmaster crosses a train track where trains come in. The other dudes are coming the other way. He swerves. Big explosion. Both cars crash. Oh, no. Softmaster doesn't crash. He turns back. He goes back. To go to save the three from the wreckage. And this is where you said the telephone pole thing. Scrap iron. All these people had 
pretty much dying in these cars. Scrap Iron's climbed the telephone pole and literally launched a rocket at people. Yeah, it's awesome. I was you like, like yes, I did. I did because I, whenever I'm, you know, reading stuff like this, I'm just like, have they got the balls to do this? Well, Turn the there's page. a page and yes. the Softmaster has literally been shredded. <laughs> it's so good the way they've drawn that with the boom and he's just, and then, he's kind of flaking up. Yeah, but that's not enough. Because then no, Scrap Iron launches another one. And I think you know what that made me think of from Die Hard. Hit it again. Oh, yeah. Hit you it know that again. Bit? Hans, you, you've made your point. Yeah. I love that. Hit it he hits it again. Yeah. And you just see, wow. I mean. Yeah. That's absolutely sh- carnage. Surely no one's walking out of that. We will have to see. We'll have to see. That's, so I mean, that's a hell of a two issues. That is two issues. I'm going straight in with a nine. Yeah, I'll go eight. Really, really enjoyed that. That's very much a nostalgia couple of issues for me that's that's yeah a couple of issues i really enjoyed as a kid and and still do oh that's awesome today but good stuff good stuff and so uh, we're gonna you know be... there's it it wraps up that kind of fred storyline but you know candy well, this is the candy Softmaster, and billy you know this is what's cool it's, dead. it's wrapping things up but it's also paving the way for new things yep. leaving things open it's yep, great exactly. it's awesome storytelling um so 44 issue 44 this is february 86 script larry harmer pencils rod wiggum inks andy mazinski color and george russos letters joe uh joe rosen i think the credits for the issue 43 were the same as 42 so in fact all three of these issues same team cover of this one is lady J on the i think it's a silver mirage motorbike with a new villain in a uh like a 18 wheeler and it turns out this is the BAT, the Battle Android yeah. Trooper, which has not been seen before. She needs to do a top-up, Chief. Yes, a bit risque. Very low. A bit risque. Just to let you know, you also get Bazooka for the first time, Crankcase for the first time, Heavy Metal, Airtight, Dr. Mindbender, and the Bat, yes. and the BAT. So you actually get six new, six new characters. So obviously Hasbro did some big releases. Larry Harmer was like, okay, we'll, we'll stick all these dudes in a filler issue. Yeah, we've got a filler issue, but th- th- this feels like this is a line in the sand because this represents when I started buying G.I. Joe. Yes. Uh, because Airtight was the first G.I. Joe figure I ever bought. Really? Yes. When I picked up Volume 5, Tangible, with the cover, we've got Beachhead, Airtight, Low Light, Alpine, Bazooka, Mindbender and Serpentor, and that is basically my entry point. Yes. So those characters, you know these the, guys, the kind of first characters that I met. Yeah. So I was like, oh my god, Beachhead, yep. Airtight. So this was big nostalgia pangs. Also, the Awe Striker was the first vehicle I ever had. That was a great vehicle, man. Um, the the Mauler yep. bought off you for ten pounds. Ah, oh, got it. Which ten pounds back then? You made a killing. Probably not. Well, I don't know. I think, I reckon it was about, something in my head says 18 to 22 pounds. Hmm. Don't know. I'm making that up. But anyway, this issue is about the Cobras have uh, got some sort of spy satellite and they've been able to find out where the Joes do their training. Yeah. It's like a game. there's There's a new guy on the scene, Dr. Mindbender, although he gets incorrectly referenced by Destro as yeah. Dr. Brainwave, which I'll come on to a bit later. Um, and he's got some new... He wants to get into Cobra Commander's good graces. It's almost like a trial. It's like a it's a job interview. What can you do, Mindbender? And he's got this thing called a creeper bomb, which he uses basically as his job interview to say, look at how great I am. Yeah, I didn't think it was the greatest introduction of a character that I actually really like. I haven't read this issue before, and I was like, oh, it's pretty low-key yeah, for yeah. the entry of this. I, I don't um, actually mind this issue too much. I know it, it gets... No, you know, I don't of, mind it I at all. I know it gets a lot of flack for being absolute turgid, but I, I didn't think it was you know that bad at all. Oh, there's just so many visual things here that stimulate me. Like, you know, when I was a kid, the bats, the battle android troopers yep. were big for me. Yeah, when they're introduced, oh. they're just running. It's quality. They're running they're in, not the, in the freeway. They're not quite drawn how they end up being i don't think just yet they look slightly different to how i remember okay they still look really cool though yeah it's just as um you know i d- yeah i don't really like the spore stuff that Mindbender's got that that goes all over the vehicles and stuff yeah these, but, these bats have released this this creeper bomb like you say it's a, it's a plant spore that grows bigger and kind of 
just disables the vehicles, doesn't it, effectively? But, I mean, look, look at these but pages. It's, it's, I the, know. The art is so good. The mauler with the turret coming at you. Yeah. And then there's just something about Bazooka, that, that red jersey he's got. He's just such a cool character. Yeah. Really, and the, really like these that. These spores have, you know, released all this gas and it's knocked, basically knocked out all the G.I. Joe team. Um, and yeah. this is the first bit where Destro says... They wake up in a uh, different area, don't Cobra, they? Cobra, large quantities produced under license in my weapons factories, Dr. Brainwave. And, yeah, um, slip up. No, no, one, no one really questions it. And he does it again at another, at another page later on as well. But I like that page, like you said, where that image where the, the maulers facing the, the camera, the, the page before that is where Mindbender's kind of in his lair and it kind of zooms in on him. And he looks really evil and, you know, he's got this twirly moustache and... That's what I meant by it was a bit of a soft intro to him. Right. Because he's just such an iconic and kind of distinctive character. Yeah. I thought his entrance was going to be... Because I was waiting for it, because I, I knew it must have been coming soon. I thought it was going to be a big grand thing. And I certainly thought it would be via Cobra Commander. But, you know, I thought Destro is a little bit goonish in this issue. You think? I thought towards the end it gets a little bit... Um, Goonish. They, they basically, rather than rather up. than just kill them, they've got them knocked out. They take them to an abandoned scrapyard where they've built a maze. With yeah, I quite like that. Cars it was like and a stuff. Saw or something. Yeah, like one of those I, I, I didn't mind that at all. Things um, I like that. And basically, they you know they've trying to and they kind of discount a bit. Oh, look, we it was only new Joes that were part of you know their initial they're training. They're actually officially yeah. So they're, they're kind of like they? saying look, we didn't take on their best joes so. <laughs> and they they, yeah. they stick i love this bit they put some bats on harley davidson's uh yeah what's is, the joe uh bike uh, i think it's a silver mirage that's it yeah there's a uh, dude there's a lot of new stuff in this bazooka issue. is strong as an ox man he's got the uh they've got that cannon on top of the all striker he literally rips it off and throws it keep the weight down knocks, chief he knocks one of the bats heads off yeah. Amazing. They want to keep the weight down. Uh, there's a reference in here to Yojo Cola, which might be the first reference to Yojo Cola. Holy dude. No, no? we've had loads. Have we? Yeah. I've been sleeping. Re- uh, def- recently, yes. 100%. Hundred, like 100%. Okay, all right. Many, many times. Apologies. Errors on the show. Don't write in. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, I, and then Mindbender loads up the mother load. He loads up some some truck with like loads and loads of he goes this is overkill and he just loaded his truck up with uh explosives and um creeper bombs yeah airtight he's been being all weird collecting those scorpions earlier yeah but you find out lazzes those through on, the window hometown yeah his monocle comes off yeah well they, they also cut up the batteries and they pour that the battery acid on the spores they're basically thinking they're doing a macgyver or an 80 yeah thinking on their feet lady j's got up in a big thing a big crane using the magnets so much going on in this ep- in this issue. Yeah, I've got absolutely no issues with this issue. I think you thought I might be hating it, but right. I loved it. Yeah, good stuff. I loved it. Uh, the end, at the end, yeah, um, Baroness gets a fang and basically flies off with the other two dudes. Yeah, hanging room only, uh, precisely. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna quickly cut forward to issue 48, Uh-oh. Uh, which has a letter in the back. So they used to do this thing in Marvel called a no prize, which was uh, when they would they would theoretically award a prize, they say it's a no prize, but I think they would actually send you something in the post if you were able to explain away seemingly seeming errors within a Marvel comic. Uh, okay. Okay. So here um, we have, dear fellow Joes, I was extremely disappointed uh, when there was no post box the pit in issue forty four. Well, anyhow, it was a strange but great issue. Are Destro and the Baroness planning to overthrow Cobra Commander and Dr. Mindbender? About Dr. Mindbender, I have a question. Why on page 5 and 10 did Destro call the Doctor Dr. Brainwave? And then on page 15, the Baroness calls him Dr. Mindbender. I have a solution. Destro was being sarcastic, mocking the Doctor for his intelligence. Am I correct and do I get a no prize? And the answer was, your no prize is on its way, Richard. And yes, we will see more of Dr. Mindbender in future issues. Nice. So he explained it away by Destro was literally taking the piss out of him. I like it. Yeah. So there you go. That's how you get a no <laughs> prize. Explain away, uh, you know, things that are seemingly wrong but aren't. So yes. Uh, what are you giving this one? I am going to give it an eight, but it's mainly it was a nostalgia pangs. I was just loving new characters, or striker. I get excited by new characters. Yeah. I'm giving it a seven. 
Okay. I thought it was solid. I you know enjoyed it. Wicked. Um, so so now we are uh, going on to GI Joe Special Missions number one. I was pumped for this. So this is October 1986. What we just read was February 86. So we are jumping forward in time, but again, it's a one-off. So we're not worried about yeah, that. Yeah, so who have we got on the cover? Is it a new character? We've got Wetsuit? Uh, Wetsuit, yes. I think he and... does actually get introduced in issue 47 of the regular series. Really? So okay. this isn't actually his first appearance. but Yeah, he's just drawn differently to how... Because I remember him. The colours are slightly yeah, different. Yeah, this, because this, this issue contains all your nautical dudes here, aren't they? Cutter, Deep Six, Wetsuit, Torpedo. Yes. Shipwreck. Uh, shipwreck, literally. Anyone who's got any kind of affinity with the water. I love me some maritime G.I. Joe. Yeah. Uh, we've got Herb Trimpe is back. And if you remember yes. Herb Trimpe, he drew a lot of the early issues up to about issue eight or something like that. Uh, he was a lot of the early issues. And he draws a lot of this special missions run. Oh, that's such good news for me. Um, and I think he was inking himself here as well. Uh, letters is Phil Felix. Uh, colorist is Bob Sharen. Uh, Mike Zek is doing the cover. But um, it harkened back to kind of a, a very sort of gritty... His style yes. is very distinct, Trimpe. It's just... It's the detail I love. Yeah. And initially I was like, oh, this is good, man. We are in business. Even that, that hind helicopter on the first yeah. page. So this is... It was somewhere in the Baltic uh, Sea and there is talk of a downed US submarine and the G.I. Joes have sent out a uh, trawler boat disguised um, as civilians and the October Guard are on the scene because they want to get access to this sub and then later on Cobra turn up as well. I had an absolute blast with this. It did get a little bit it kind of keeps unfolding and unfolding and it's yep. I really, you know, like, I really some, like... like some of those earlier issues did. Yep. I really like that um, twist at the end, you know. I didn't see that coming. Um, no, but the no. First, I did because I read it before, but, you know, I had semi-forgotten it. And I was like, oh, yeah, shit, I remember this. You know, really like that. Yeah. Um, it's a bit more political, this one as well. You know, Harmer drops in some political references and stuff. Um, yeah, we get um, we get some really nice Cobra eels. We yeah. get, like, we get two of them, and they're basically meant to be, you know, crack commando Elite. guys. Yeah. It's a skirmish. It is a special mission. It felt like I was reading something different. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of like how it is a different artist to the to the stuff that we're doing at the moment because it just feels separate. They they launch some vehicles and the deep six goes out in the shark. Um, then in comes the like you say the cobra and the eels and stuff. Yeah, uh, it's, it's great it's kind hydrofoil of like a, it's, action. It's like a sort of hydrofoils in there. Uh, the October guards, uh, Dana and Horror Show, I think, go down in there in their wetsuits to they splice the line don't they because gi joe has uh like found the sub and they've or they, they've put a telecom line up to their ship up to their boat and um the october guard have come down and they've spliced into the to you know get part of the feed yes yeah also we've got firefly here as well which i just forgot fireflies in there, it. Isn't he? yeah baroness yeah uh on, on and... the boat and um just really good you get some there's great bits of dialogue um uh, actually yeah there's a massive spanner again i think massive wrench where deep I like it. deep six has clocked horror show under the water i like it when dana gets the snips out and uh takes out uh cobra eel yep yep and there's a there's some really cool dialogue in this colonel breakov says something like dana i won't have to file that negative report to the kgb he was literally about to shop her to the kgb if she didn't do a good job <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, and there's a really cool bit where uh, the hydrofoils crashed into the ship, and uh, Baroness and Firefly have jumped out, and Baroness is shouting for Cobra, and Firefly shouting for personal survival and promise of riches. Yeah, so I mean, he's a funny guy. He's a mercenary. This is like a really kind of this is like a TV episode. Yes, yes, very much it would, so. It, it could, oh god, it would be so good live action because yeah. it starts off. It's it's like um it's intrigue. Yeah. Lots of intrigue. Like okay, what's going on here? Yeah. Just they're all posing as what are they pretending to be? Some Swedish like Swedish trawling uh, fishermen. Yeah. Fishermen. Yeah. Yeah. And then Cobra rock up. Cobra rock up in a Russian. submarine. In a Cobra submarine. But then Destro calls it all off, doesn't he? He's like, wait, hold fire, hold fire. Yeah. So Destro basically exp- he gives you all the exposition, explains yep. what's actually going on, yep. and as it turns or what out, he thinks is going. As it on. turns out. Uh, Captain Bolgakov, who is the October Guard's captain on the boat they're on, uh, he's defecting. He's defected. He is defecting. He's got some harness strapped to him. 
Then yes. some C-130 plane with Wild Bill flying it. Uh, Dude, that's coming like in the it, Dark Knight. Yeah, it closes. It's close up. Goes closer and closer and closer. And he gives the exposition then uh, about you know he, uh, he was a Jew and about his wife and being in um, Soviet Russia and you know how it held him back and all that. And then yeah, the, the line comes in, picks him up, whisks him off. That's so cool. That technique. Yeah. Of extracting him. Yeah. And then then they boot him off, don't they? He kicks him. They kick a uh, shipwreck's got horror show. And he says something like, Deep Six beamed him with a number six pipe wrench, but he's too big. Got to throw him back and just boots him off the ship. And then... Discards. And then Love uh, that. Baroness and Firefly get booted off by the October Guard. Yeah, so that is the first... I think that's the first ever Special Missions issue I've ever read. Really? Loved it. I think so. I'm not sure. Maybe, I don't know. How many are there, Chief? 28. 28, and there's a 20. preview in issue... There's like a half-length one in issue 50 of the regular series. So what is there, three trades? It's a good question. I'm not sure. Maybe even in two. I don't know. I don't have the trades. If, because if, it's, if they're all like this, then bring them on. Yeah. So what was... Can you just explain what the thinking was behind starting these special missions? Um, that's a great question, and I don't have the answer. So that is something I will research, or if someone else knows, probably think... probably the Seddon boys, uh, let us know. Maybe it's just because sales. I mean, it was successful. Very, very, very quickly. Very there. quickly. I have actually got uh, an email here. I emailed a guy called John Jackson Miller. Now, he mm-hmm. wrote a lot. He was a comic book writer. He wrote a lot of the Dark Horse Star Wars comic books. Okay, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd and he that. he runs a uh, website called uh, Comic H Ron. Or I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. It's just comic, then the letter H, and then R O N, comicharon.com. And it catalogues. Uh, comic book sales figures and if you want to go on there and look at what you know how many issues uh x-men how many copies x-men issue 247 sold you can go on there and you look right. at sales charts and i asked him a, a long time ago back in november if he had any information on gi joe and he gave me a, a nice guy gave me an email and basically said not a lot of files from the 80s uh, not a lot of reports still exist. He's still going through a lot of information, but he gave me uh, GI Joe for sales figures. So for 1983, there was 157,000 copies sold. 1984, it was up to 183,000. 1985, it hit 290,000. Wow. Uh, and then in 1986, it hit uh, 331,000. And he references this. He says. Those 1985-1986 numbers are very high. It would have been number three in the industry behind Uncanny X-Men and Amazing Spider-Man in 1985 and number two behind only Uncanny X-Men in 1986. And Um, where are we right now? This is... uh, uh, kind of where we are. October 96 was issue one of Special Missions. But we're in February... Yeah, I mean, in the regular series, we just read up to February 86. So we're, we're going into... We've come out the years. second highest ever year because then it does drop off in 1987. Uh, no, it says 1987, no report filed. I don't have numbers for 1987, but we're in peak peak readership. Um, that correlates. I mean, yeah, these are peak issues. Yeah, so... Um, Fabulous. Yeah, it was obviously doing really well. So, yeah. Well, I'll have some more updates on numbers f- from the next pod. I'll, I'll continue some of his email. But, um, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. So, How many cans of Yojo Cole are you cracking open for that Well, you go, you go first on this one. I went first on the last one. What are you giving it? Well, I, I, you know, I'm chucking out eights for fun, but it's an eight for me, Chief. Okay. Eight, uh, I am also giving it an eight. Yeah, just a reminder, people, we are going to do 45, 46, 47 and 48 uh, oh. next time. Uh, delicious before we sign off uh we need to uh do a little something called chief fasks ben a question chief fasks ben a question what'll he say what'll he do when chief fasks ben a question um a hell of a voice so uh there is at the prince charles cinema coming up on Whoa. do you know it dude do i it's tarantino's favorite cinema i've never been there i don't even know where it is where is it what? That's not the it's question. In, it's in Leicester Square. Okay, Go cool. On, yeah. uh, on Saturday, the 30th of March, Double they bill. are having... Uh, nope, incorrect. They are having an Arnie All-Nighter. Do <sighs> I go? It starts you... at 9.15pm, finishes at 9.17am. They are showing Commando, followed by Predator, followed by Running Man, 
followed by Total oh. Recall, followed by Terminator, followed by Terminator 2. Okay, that's my list. That is the exact that is perfect. You do go. So, I've done okay. I've done some double bills there. It's a really fun fun cinema because you go on their website, they do they do seasons, they do double bills. Yep. Um I think I saw Die Hard and Lethal Weapon back to back. Well, actually, there. you mentioned that because in the other part of this email, this is an email that uh, Peter Seddon sent me saying any interest. And as part of the email, it, it looks like there's a Godfather showing, there's a Twilight Saga one, which I'm not doing. There's a Harry. Oh, the website's brilliant. There's a Harry Chief. Potter one. Um, so it's really kind of grindhousey. Okay, you know, it's um, it's not actually. It's just off Leicester Square, kind of like in sort of Chinatown. Yep. it's so cool. It's a really cool cinema. Um, you should do so that. So you're saying your Although, answer. Do you think you'll make your that? answer to the question is go now. Let's bear in mind I'm not in bed by about nine forty-five p.m. So yeah, don't go if you can't make it because if that's I pointless. no no if I went I would stay awake for the whole thing. That's not an issue. Mm. Um, but what you lose the next day? What would your what would your plan be? Would you try and go to bed at like six p.m. for a couple of hours? Or so what what is it a week no, When was it? Saturday the thirtieth of March. Well, you know, you've got a wife and a kid. It's difficult. Are you going to be able to get the pass? If you can get a Sunday pass... Now, the follow- Sundays, I have to take my kids' swimming lessons. So Yeah, that's all right, though. At, I mean, you can... At, we leave the house at 9.30. So I will not be back from Leicester Square to my house for 9.30. Well, she's gonna, the missus is going to have to give you a pass. Right. Sometimes, you just got to do stuff. Yeah. Like, like watch <laughs> six Arnie movies in a row. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's... Um, <laughs> Ah, uh, Tarantino uh, has gone on record. That is um, certainly in the UK his absolute fe- his best cinema. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Our I, chief, please do that, I, and then you can. Wh- when is now it? Now that it's, it's March thirtieth. Obviously, if I go, I will recap it on the show. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Um, it does say here no admissions after midnight. So I'm guessing some people just duck in, miss the first two. And then come actually no midnight after midnight. So if it starts at nine fifteen, you could realistically only miss Commander if you wanted to. Dude, you will be surprised. That cinema will be ram jammed. Yeah, I reckon. Okay, Arnie all nighter yeah. on a Saturday. Now are they are have they got it in the right running order to not get? But not that you get bored in an Arnie movie because I love all these movies. But have they got the right running order? I'll give it to you again. I Commando, think so. Predator, Running Man. Total Recall, Terminator, Terminator 2. Well, yeah. Okay, I was about to say they've got it pretty much in as the years they came out. The only the exception being Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. Okay. Could, I mean, Terminator 2 is awesome, but you could actually lose that. It's the, it actually feels like the odd one out a little bit. Well, I could. Just I because could directly... it's the first one that's not really about hit like. Oh, theoretically, I man. could leave after Terminator and still make swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's what it is. That's the question. You've answered it. Thank you very much. If people want to get hold of us, us? Uh, they can find us in the usual places. Uh, Gmail is talkingjoecomics at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, talkingjoecomics. We're up to 425 followers. Thank you to all you. We're on Twitter. Twitter, it's uh, talking underscore Joe. Uh, the Facebook group is Talking Joe, a G.I. Joe podcast. Yeah, spread the word, let us know um, what, what you think of it, and yeah, tell people to listen. That's the main thing. Right, buddy. that's it then. Uh, hopefully, everyone has a good week. Uh, we will catch you down the road. Down, down.